When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to the CHGO Bears After Dark Show, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. As you can tell, I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano, for tonight's show. Alongside me is Greg Braggs Jr. Greg, it's nice to see you again. Round two. (laughs) Yeah, no one knows this, but we just did a solid show for three minutes, a solid three-minute show. While you guys were all in the chat giving us the loaf. And we were joking that that Carm, Cram got the loaf. But now, you know, StreamYard was giving us a little issue when we were going trying to go live. We didn't even realize that we weren't live. So now we got to spread the bread around. Carm <laughs> doesn't just get the loaf. We all get the loaf. Uh, but, hey, it happens. This is what happens when you're dealing with, you know, trying to go live and doing streams and, and podcasts. That's this the nature of the beast. So, you know, no hard feelings to our super producer, Steven. He's doing a, he's doing a great job, but we're here uh, ready to talk some football. And, and the thing that we were talking about was the draft grades and how they can be unfair to make. Like they put you guys all on the spot. Welcome, Carm. They put you guys on the spot. And, you know, I feel it's an unfair ask, but I understand we got to do it. It's the nature of the beast. And so now here we are, and Carm is with us. Great we, timing. Well, and I, my apologies, guys. Thank you for carrying me. One of my all-time greatest loafs. Um, <laughs> I was so excited. I, I was having such a good day. Had some, pulled some great clips from the morning show. Mm-hmm. Got our podcast rolling. You know, had a, had a healthy lunch. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the show from the gym tonight, a la Nicholas Moriano. I'm gonna get my yoga on. I'm gonna sweat it out. I I went for it in yoga, and then I you know I went to set up the thing, and I'm like, I forgot my power cord, and this computer is not gonna make it through however long we're gonna go without it. So, uh, thank you for being here uh, with me, and I apologize to every single person in the history of CHGO who has ever supported us for my tardiness tonight. Uh, I will say, I'd like to say I won't happen again but i can't promise that because <laughs> i am a human being um you're, it's at funny. East ba- you're at east bank a lot so well yeah but not not you know it's 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 it's, it's been a downturn do from the, you were gonna do it from the sauna right i i was gonna do i was Ooh. i have my little cubicle in there that everybody likes to think <laughs> that i'm in an elevator or whatever uh so more importantly Let's back on track. Sorry for that slight tangent. You said that we that you have to do the grades, Brex. We don't have to do them. There's nothing we sure. have to do. We did them. Um, and you, of course, said A plus 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 for CHGO <laughs> and on all course. the Bears grades. But we we teased at the other, you know, at, at the noon show that you would actually give your your grades. So no, you don't have I, to do anything, buddy. But I'd love to yeah. hear where you're coming out on this thing. No, now. I it's in it's incomplete. I'm sorry, you're not gonna you're not gonna twist my arm into this because like we were talking about, how many times down the road do you <clears throat> people put egg on their face for trying to stand on two feet on something that 
you got to wait and see. And I, like I said, I understand everybody wants that instant analysis, but you can analyze in a fair way without standing out too far. The best example is the 2012 Seattle Seahawks draft. Widely criticized, a lot of bad grades. And these were the players in the first round, they drafted Bruce Irvin. They drafted Bobby Wagner. They drafted Russell Wilson, Robert Turbin, Jeremy Lane. And they also traded one of their picks for Marshawn Lynch. And at the time, everybody's like terrible. They won a Super Bowl. Should have won too if Pete Carroll just runs the ball. So, you know, like, it's just, it's one of those things and I understand it's the nature of the beast, the NFL, the machine that never stops. So we got to have our grades and, you know, I'm giving the bears, I'm giving Ryan Poles an A, look at what he, I, you know, I put it in my article, look at what he flipped seven picks into. Cause I think because the bears traded their first pick in the draft so far, you know, in the past that it's been forgotten that that's a part of this equation uh, I think Ryan Poles did a great job, but it, you got to wait and see how it all plays out. I got a question for you, Nick, and for you, Gregory, as we're apparently not we're, we're not giving any more grades, and that's totally fine, and Greg is absolutely right. We need to wait for this to play out so we can go back and look at it and give an accurate grade in three years when CHGO is dominating the nation. Uh, by the way, shout out Mark Grody, who uh, shouted out our interview with Braxton Jones earlier today on the score. Really appreciated that from Grody. That's uh, first class stuff. And Parkins has always given us a ton of support, too. But anyway, um, here's my – we had this Jervon-Dexter conversation earlier today, right? And the Bears are, in essence, betting on their ability to coach him up to the next level as far as getting off the ball quickly. So this is what I've been walking around with today. Do we not think that the Florida Gators, a pretty well-accomplished school in the SEC competing against all of college football, do we not think that they were trying to get him to do the same thing? Like where there's a certain level of, I appreciate it, like maybe we are that organization that can just see what's what's gone wrong elsewhere and that they come in here and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're better. But – that's that's a hell of an organization that does that. And maybe we can, but I do like I'm sitting there wondering, like, they not you tell me they didn't see what was going on, and, and yet and and we're all of a sudden gonna be he's gonna come here and find something that he didn't find at one of the best college football schools in the country. Does that you, that, that makes I think that makes plenty of sense? I don't know where you come out on that thought process, Nick. Yeah, and, and Mark Mark, you're talking about the, the get off for for Gervon Dexter not having that initial instincts to get off the line of scrimmage and i think yeah that should be something if you have it you're going to show consistently if you don't you don't but i wonder like and i brought this up on our earlier show today like being in a system where your responsibilities are different i wonder if he almost got used to and this sounds weird not coming off the ball as fast as he should have when that should be it doesn't regardless of the scheme you play in when the snap is a snap you should be off the line of scrimmage and be engaging with an offensive lineman. But I wonder now where his his task, his duty, his responsibility is going to be different if that's where that's where you're relying on these coaches. And it seems like the Bears are really heavy into their entire coaching staff because we can see how much of an influence Chris Morgan had on the Darnell Wright pick, that workout that they did. But it seems like it's a, a team-wide – uh, confidence that that the Bears have in their entire coaching staff to get the most out of these players. But I do agree, like, if he didn't 
show it consistently, even though it wasn't his main job to do it at Florida. Like it's, I think it's like, it's a, might be a bit of a stretch to think like, Oh, he's just going to get in the NFL where, you know, everything is magnified times, you know, a hundred. So it, we're going to have to see how that all plays out and how they're going to best do that for Javon Dexter. Well, and some of the things I saw, you know, searching the tea leaves on Twitter from people that covered the team, you know, and, and, and fans that watched their games consistently said the Florida Gators had absolutely no depth on their defensive line. This is something we can understand as Bears fans having no depth on the defensive line and how that can affect others. And there's a, there's a real trickle down effect to that. And then also playing out of position. You know, I, I can't speak to that, you know, with confidence to say that that's the truth, but if that's what they're saying as someone that's covered the team, I brought it up on our, um, you know, draft show the other night, you know, that, that at least gives me some hope that the bears see what he has. And now you put him here, bears still need to add depth to their defensive line or else we're going to have the same problem we had last year. But, you know, at the end of the day, your reach, you know, you, you might say it's a reach to draft this guy where you did, but at least he's coming from an sec school that has, you know, a reputation as opposed to reaching from some school that we haven't heard of in the second round. I understand trying to find diamonds in the rough, but at least you're finding something from the sec. I think you'll have better success reaching for guys like that. So, uh, I'm just going to play the Ryan Pulse part of my own question. Hey, Carm, if I could have taken a dude who was perfectly constructed at that at that spot, at number, number 53 overall in the draft, I would have. That dude didn't exist. So am I making a bet on Dexter? Because there is we do see a ton of talent there, and we're going to try to squeeze it out of him. But to your point, of course I'd rather. Right? I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. – you know, when you're drafting later, then you're there's going to be some level of of project and or you're taking a finished product that are closer to finished product, a fundamentally sound product that others don't like because of their measurables. But you think that that person's going to have success, despite the fact that he his 40 time is point three tenths of a second slower or whatever. Uh, and that he, you know, and maybe, maybe you just break it down to, he's just, he, all he needs to do is get stronger or something like along those lines. Well, I mean, Brian Paul said it in the press conference. They like, and Matt Eberflus actually was the one that said it. They like guys with length, good arm length, you know, in the measurables, like you said, because now they're going up against shorter armed, interior offensive linemen and they have a better chance to move them. You know, it's, you know, simple numbers game when it comes to arm length. Uh, So, you know, I I like that they understand what they want to see, you know, as far as measurables in there. And then that's what they go and get. Yeah. And I think too, like, this is a good point by educated, educated Pookie. It took Duran Payne five years to become dominant. And he he was the first round pick. So it's going to like for Gravon Dexter, I think we, there's going to be a, a, a sense of like patience and you know, that not every GM, not every coach has that luxury and, you know, even the bears to a certain extent, but it's going to take time for him to, I think to develop that. But that's why I also think like double dipping at the position with a guy like Zach Pickens is also, you know, a good move for trying to find that three tech because we, you just said it, Mark, like there wasn't that ideal perfect guy in the second round that can just plug and play. He's the guy. So go get more three tech, more interior defensive linemen. 
so you you again you have more opportunities to see what these different guys can bring to that position because it is a very important one for the Bears. And like I think Matt Eberflus explained it really well, you know, after the draft uh, you know, ended, where like the interior pressure, he felt like for quarterbacks now, I thought was an interesting comment that they're they're smaller. So if you can dent the pocket, it's gonna impact them a little differently. So that's why you go out and get total three interior defensive linemen to whether that's rotation or how they ever how they plan on using them. Like I think that was a good move in their part because like maybe Kermon Dexter's not not that he's a project, but it might just take a little bit longer for that get off for that pen for that penetrator to be as effective as you know hopefully the Bears thinking. And I am all for life journeys get better, be taught something, work at it over and over again. What's your limit? Let's see if you can reach it. You know, I, I as I wake up every day and work on my ABCs and try to research and get better at this gig. Like I'll be, I'm, I'm supporting you, Sir Dexter. I got you Pickens. You're my guy, uh, Roshan. Let's go. Let's do this. I, I'll be rooting for all these guys unless, you know, one of them gives us a reason to not root for them, which the bears have had fantastic character in that locker room. Uh, at least they did last year. So I'm assuming that they're leaning into that as well. Uh, since this is after dark, I think we should have a little bit more fun than I'm currently having as far as the serious nature of this conversation. Um, so, so I think that I think that Braggs uh, put out a tweet that I thought was completely not only moronic, but it got a, but it got a ton of, of juice. That's not possible. Well, you 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 asked like, are the Bears just draft their replacements? Is uh, is Tyler Scott going to be? Are, are they getting rid of Darnell Mooney? Um, you know. Uh, is, is, is Jack Sanborn's career over because they're drafting a <laughs> linebacker in the fifth round? What about, uh, Johnson. what about Jalen Johnson? They just drafted the quarter, the quarterback trading up to 56 or all these guys <laughs> out the door. Uh, does anybody, so I'm just going to ask the chat, like, who do you, who, if anybody does Ryan Paul's looking at in your mind, that's like that dude, I'm definitely not paying him Mooney. Claypool, Johnson, Sand God, that is is on out here because a lot of that you're I I was at apparently the moron because everybody chimed in on that Braggs tweet and there was a big discourse going on back and forth and apparently Braggs is the genius and I'm the guy that doesn't know how to play in the sand so congratulations buddy maybe maybe <laughs> maybe polls indeed is drafting replacements left and right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, and I think it's a fair conversation. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm getting ahead of myself with it, but not really when you consider <clears throat> the first example, as I cough into the mic, Lawrence would just be so proud of me. Darnell Mooney <laughs> and uh, Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, that's the immediate one that, you know, you get draft Tyler Scott. That's the first thing everyone goes to. And it's a fair conversation because Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool both have one year left on their contract. It has less to do about, who we would love to keep on the team forever and ever, but it's just a, you know, it's a numbers game and this is a business and you've already seen how Ryan Poles conducts these contract negotiations with David Montgomery and Roquan Smith, both very different contract negotiations as far as numbers, but he's hard lined when he deems what your value is. Yeah. He'll bring you back, but it's going to be at his number. And if these players feel their number is higher you're going to have a hard time moving Ryan Poles off of that. So Darnell Mooney coming off an injury, one year left on his contract. You're up along Chase Claypool. 
you know, in a scenario where both players play well, they're going to only, they're not going to re-sign both. That's very unlikely. So you're going to pick between the two. Most fans would say, well, it's going to be Darnell Mooney because he's friends with Justin Fields. But who's the guy that, that Ryan Poles is invested in? Who's the guy that he traded a second round pick for? It's Chase Claypool. So, you know, I, I think it's a fair conversation when it comes to that position. You know, and I'll, I'll take this conversation to the cornerback position. Obviously, you know, Ryan Poles has drafted two guys in Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson. And a big part of what Iberflus values in this defense is people that can create turnovers. I'm not saying that those two picks are here to replace a, a guy like Jalen Johnson, but we know he's been looking for that that new contract. Those discussions have started. We talked to Jalen Johnson at the Super Bowl, Mark, when he, you know, the where he talked about openly about wanting a new contract. And I think for Jalen Johnson, he's been a really good player for the bears. He's been a leader in that locker room. He also has one, what one interception in his, you know, three years here with the bears now. So it's like the turnovers matter. And he was a, the number 50th overall pick in the 2019 draft. Right. And Tyree Stevens was number 56. And, I'm not saying again that that exactly the replacement, but they do value that they do value the turnovers. And if Jalen Johnson isn't going to create those things, then you have two corners. You just drafted that you want to see maybe what they are capable of doing at that position. And it's, you know, to fair fairness to Jalen, like also there were teams that just weren't throwing that way as much on the other side, when you had a guy like Kendall Vildor. So there there's different ways to look at this, but, you know, I think the Bears are big on competitiveness and having competition at all these positions. So the best man will end up playing, but just something that I think keep an eye on. Yes, Gregory, did you have one? Well, more and I was just going to say, and I, and I mentioned it the other night, the excuse train that we will as fans try to cope to and, and rationalize. And for these players personally, maybe in these contracts, th- those are dissipating. Darnell Mooney now has help around him. Darnell Mooney could say, well, last year when I was healthy, we didn't have anybody around me, so I'm getting double teamed. I'm going up against the best corner. Now you got DJ Moore on your team. You got Chase Claypool on your team. You got a speedster in Tyler Scott that they got to account for when he's running out there. So you got to make plays. You know, they all do. Justin Fields got to make plays. They, they're putting the p- p- pieces in place so these guys can succeed. And if you don't, you're not going to have as much of an arguing point at the negotiation table. Same with Jalen Johnson, maybe to a lesser extent, because they still need to address the defensive line, uh, especially at the edge. But, hey, look at the linebacking core. Look how much that's been upgraded. They add two corners to this, you know, to the to this room. So, you know, they're not going to be able to just avoid Jalen Johnson at times. He's going to have to get production. So that's where I'm at. Like, you know, they're going to have to make plays if they really want Ryan Poles to move off of whatever number he's going to have and say, okay, I got to keep these guys here. Ideally you want to keep every homegrown talent, but again, Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson are not guys. Ryan Poles signed. Let me, let me run through the chat here as to who, (laughs) who do you, if you had to pick, let's do this. If you had to pick one guy right now, that you really want Ryan Poles to sign and make him, you know, a nice three, four, five year deal to be a part of what is coming here, hopefully for the bears. Like who's that, who's your number one? 
between Johnson, between Mooney, between Claypool, between Sand God, between I'll throw the Sand God in there. Why not? Cole Komet. Um, Cole Komet in there for let's a go. Co- sure. Let, let, yep. Let's go. Cole Komet. Absolutely. Let's do that. Like who? 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 Informal Bears after dark May first Bears Super Bowl twenty five poll. Who do you want the Bears polls to? Whatever the market is, let's hit it and pay it. Wow, that's a, that's a tough question. And you know what, guys? I think just based off st- the comments right now, look, it's Cole Komet, and that's the one position the Bears did not draft. They did not yeah. go get a tight end. And, and if you are saying Komet, which is literally everybody except for a couple of Jalen Johnsons coming in here, uh, I want a second behind Komet because that was a that was a generous player because Cole doesn't really have any real competition. Uh, but right. He, is, he had he, the third most touchdowns of any tight end in the NFL, correct? Uh, he had a big year, but again, on a team that Justin Fields didn't have many people to throw to, uh, stayed. I'm not trying to take away from his year. He had a great year. And let's hope he just continues to build off of that. But now the ball is going to be spread around more ideally this year. So it'll be interesting to see where his numbers go. Hopefully everybody's numbers keep going up. But if I had to pick one, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's Jalen Johnson. I'm hoping Jalen Johnson gets five pick sixes this year. And he leaves the Bears no choice but to have to keep him there. Because in the NFL, you need three good cornerbacks. And right now you've got Jalen Johnson. You've got Tyreek Stevenson. You've got Kyler Gordon. And oh, by the way, Jaquan Brisker hiding around in the backfield. You know, so I, I, that's where I would want it, but he's got to earn it. He's got to play with production uh, on top of just his solid play overall. He played hurt at one point last year. I got a lot of respect for him, but I still think that there's some, there's some headway where he's got to earn it a little bit. You know that if he was listening to this, he'd jump through the screen and perhaps strangle you saying, you don't think I've earned it? You don't think I, I play? Well, I'm the softy that's going to give you the money no matter what, but I'm going off of what Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus said at the end of the year, like Nick said. Matt Eberflus specifically said, I need production from that spot when specifically talking about Jalen Johnson. So if Jalen Johnson was listening right now and he's a true competitor, he's not going to take offense to that. He's going to say, I'm going to get that production and I'm going to show you that that's, that's how I'd look at it. If I, if, if he's the competitor that I think he is. And I do think he is that. There's a lot of Johnson's in here, but and like Joseph on who's on the screen right now saying, but I would not overpay. If you want to, do your best to read between the lines here. Uh, they traded up to get Stevenson. They gave up a pick to do it. So does that put Johnson more on blast than perhaps the wide receivers? I'm not sure because you had a ton of needs. And in the fourth round, you drafted Tyler Scott. So maybe it's maybe it's dead even. Maybe they're looking at it like, you know, I'm not sure who I, I so I think they're looking at it. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I'm going to create. And I saw a lot of comments this way, and I completely agree with it. They're gonna, I'm going to create as much competition as I possibly can. I'm starting to get the luxury to do that. I know that I still need an edge, multiple edge players, which polls in his press conference after the draft acknowledged. Yes, we said we couldn't do this all in one year. And we do have some money to go in the free agent market, lots of it, over 30 million of it to go into the free agent market and do and, and, and sign a vet or two. 
and we've got multiple first round draft picks next year and we're well damn ass aware that we don't have enough talent there that's my own carmen well and at the uh, very least it's insurance at the very least it's insurance right i mean yeah you're creating competition you hope they all play well and produce and work out but it's also a numbers game too because like we mentioned depending on what Jalen Johnson demands. This is something Adam Hogue brought up a lot throughout the season. Who? Adam Hogue. Oh, yeah. Our our trusty leader here. Our beachfront. I, I, I think we should start calling Hogue beachfront property. Guys, oh. so don't you Hollywood think we should, Hogue? Well, we have Hollywood, but I think we should go beachfront property. What do okay. you think? Should we go from Hollywood to beachfront? Where is this coming from? Why are we calling them beachfront property? Because that's that that's that that that's what you put out. That's your that's your that's your that's what oh. you put out front, man. That's your prime time. That's your okay. be, he's, he's the beachfront. I mean, I'm in the alley. Nick's got a solid spot on a beautiful suburban street, and and Bragg's you're um with me in the alley. I'm in the uh, gutter. <laughs> you're right. Me and you are living together in a one well, bedroom. And to Chubbs's point. And, and, and Hogue has brought this up too. You know, you know, he had said, you know, I want to re-sign Roquan. I want to re-sign David Montgomery and then didn't. So even though Ryan Paul is saying, I want to re-sign these guys, you know, that's, that's the company line he's going to give. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see at the very least. And then the other thing I think that you got to look into and Nick Whalen, because I saw our guy, Robert Schmitz kind of piggybacking off of this conversation and people were kind of getting into it with Robert and this guy, Nick Whalen, who's a good follow on Twitter. He said, RAS is important to polls. <clears throat> More Claypool, Scott, and Valus have better RAS scores than Mooney. And when you look at the draft and, and, and the, his philosophy and the way he values players, like I said on Twitter, I couldn't explain to you how they come up with the RAS numbers. I know it's through the combine and their me- all that stuff. Don't ask me to specifically explain it. All I know is, is that's what polls value. So if, if Claypool is ahead of Mooney in RAS scores and their production is very similar, you know, I mean, I know people, I love Darnell Mooney. I'd give him all the money in the way, ain't my money, but this is about what Ryan polls values. No doubt you guys. Uh, sorry. Like I was like, I don't know what, where you guys had a conversation about, uh, you guys are gonna be in an alleyway. I'm gonna be at a beach somewhere. Like I put you in. Head- I I gave you a great suburban home. I put you in a prime time spot. You know you're you've got uh, you know a beautiful home with a great backyard. Hogs, you know, on Lake Michigan. He's overlooking. He's okay. like next to poles. And and Braggs and I are. Um, I, I don't know. know. I feel like Nick. You know, he's the workout warrior. You know what's yeah. that? What's that workout beach in California? Oh god! <laughs> <You think laughs> Muscle <you> Beach, <laughs> Muscle Beach, and then you got you know Hogs in the high rise. You know Hogs up there. Penthouse Hogs. Yeah, Over he's beach the front Hogs. Penthouse Hogs. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. But he, yes. you know, he's got a, he's got a, he's, I mean, he's got a boat. I think he'd rather be on the beach. True. That's yeah. true. That's um, true. By the way, shout out to Rob and Gary who are going back and forth in the in the chat who who both came out to uh Joe's on Weed Street. Um are and and I think I think we're on a whole nother uh whole nother level. Th- and and Matt, thank you for the uh Carm Outstanding Mike upgrade comment. I, I owe it to my guy Kurt, who's in the comments. Um good Kurt, Kurt, Kurt got me the he's got his uh merchandise company he made me the arguable goat hat and after we had this big discussion on saturday he literally sent me a link of amazon what mike to buy and i (laughs) 
and I and I'm, I know now I feel like I have the worst mic, so I got to step up my. Well, you game. sound fine. No, you, I, mean, ever, I think we all sound pretty good now. Yeah, we're, you we're, just we're rolling. You know, you're just having a hard time fitting in the screen. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, give it time, Carm. Give it time, Cramalicious. <laughs> I, I know you're on. I know you're on. You're firing. You're you're doing your you're doing your thing. You I'm told working. me that we're gonna. We were gonna mm-hmm. we ain't our go, be- I, I ain't going to start bragging about it until we start seeing results. No, all right? no, no. You're you're already. I know you're. I know you're making progress. You look adorable. Uh, and and what was <laughs> I the at best? least cut my hair? <laughs> yeah, good haircut. Really good haircut. No. Yes. No. Braggs is like. Um, stunningly attractive when you when you when you get to him in person he's got those those blue eyes and i mean i saw all these women just staring at him uh at, at, at joe's it was it, it's, it's 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 amazing all right um let's let give a shout out to our guys yeah. we could we, who go ahead well i just want you to go natural well, no no I, this is natural i've got i have no real agenda go ahead yeah, because podcasts and live shows on every team every day, post-game shows, premium oh. written content for members at all CHGO, dope merch for all teams. This is how you become a diehard, ladies and gentlemen. These are the things you get. You get a free shirt when you become a member, members-only Discord where you can talk to all these guys here in the chat and the people that work at CHGO getting in with you in private conversations that only diehards get it, get at. You know, you can, well, that, I think that's it. I think that's, that's where it's at. I was, you know, I was reading through it, but those are the things you can get, you know, went through the draft process. There were so many perks. You can get discounts on live events. We're going to be doing happy hours here as the summer goes on. You know, like I said, you can get the discounts on the, the shirts are, we, we just dropped a new shirt and it's, it's mm-hmm. literally tops in the game, a bear down shirt that I've already put down for. So I know you guys will too, but you got to become a diehard and you will have access to all that exclusive information. Adam Hoag's putting out, you know, information and, and articles that only you will receive if you're a diehard. So I highly encourage you to get signed up as soon as you can. Excellent job, Greg. And we, appre- and you know, listen, if you just want to support what we're doing here, period, it's, it's a way to do it. And we try to give you every bit of value back and we appreciate all that have to this point so thank you uh tomorrow on the show uh brian bohannon head coach kennesaw state will be with us as we're going to talk about travis bell who is adorable and is the third three tech that ryan pulls invested in they clearly fell in love with each other uh I believe at the Kennesaw State Pro Day, and then when he came in for a bit visit, there's there's something going on there. I mean, I ex- I expect this guy to be a practice squad player this year as they try to mold him into you know somebody who can make a impact here. Brian Souter, by the way, wears his CHO hoodie every day as a diehard. There you go, Souter. That's what I'm talking about. I think Souter's a big Illinois fan, if, if, if memory serves. He's also turning into a Northwestern fan all at the same time, and he hates Purdue. Brags, but. Um, Hell, nobody's perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I uh, and thank you, Gary, for the being a diehard rocks. We appreciate it. But so I, I, I'm wondering, like, what do we want to know about our guy, Travis Bell? What If, if people like it, throwing it out there for questions and I don't know where you're leaning on this, Nick, when we're talking to the coach. I know that Braggs, you want to get in there because the dude's carrying a knife around him when he shows up to practice coming from somewhere. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of excited about this Bohannon interview, our first ever interview from Kennesaw State. Damn it! And I, 
I, I went on their website and I saw that I could, uh, you know, become a season ticket holder to Kennesaw State football for a mere 75 bucks. Now, that doesn't put you on the 50-yard line, but it does get you in the building. So there it is. Ronetta is here, too. She's happy that she joined the diehard posse. Uh, what what Does anybody have any have – you, have you thought this through? Our, our first head coach that we're talking to of any of our drafted guys tomorrow, I'm excited about this. Offer, I mean, just honestly getting to know the – not even the player, just the person, because there's been a lot of videos that, that have surfaced from him, and there was a nice one-on-one interview about kind of how he's wired. But getting more in-depth from the person that sees him, you know, consistently, that's going to be something that I think Bears fans are going to want to know about. And like you said, probably a practice squad player, right? So getting to know this guy, what gets him, what what what's what makes him tick, right? I think that's going to be something that I want to get, uh, you know, just that that first-hand knowledge from from the coach in tomorrow's show um also how does he best help this football team like what what kind of stands out about him from the the attributes that can maybe help him make this football team it's obviously an uphill battle but there's no one better that you can talk to than obviously the head coach of the football team nick did you work at the university of iowa in addition to going going to school like travis bell did at uh kennesaw state i mean i Worked for the newspaper, if that counts. But yeah, no. I worked for the newspaper, so no, no, no. that's a fun mm-hmm. job. That's trying to advance your career. So, did you have a real job? <laughs> I, I did not. Just the newspaper. So, yeah, you know, good old mom and dad relying on him. I love you for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. No, no, I no. Worked no, in the no, summers. You, worked in the summers. Had to. Yeah. No, I got. What'd you do in the summers? Uh, there are a couple years where I was working down at the Waukegan Port District. There was one where I was a camp counselor, so I was doing some, uh, you beard. Yep. Just amazing camp counselor. Yeah. At least, you know, he might've, you know, been living off the parents for a little bit, but at least he was working hard and going to school. Meanwhile, while I was living off my mom and bricklaying, I was spending all my money doing drugs and drinking. So (laughs) that that was, it's the truth it's like, i know i know and, go, and getting arrested multiple <laughs> times well and... i'm a hard worker now you know yeah. in my early yeah. 20s i was not yeah. a focused individual no. so you know no i got it and we and we've discussed we've discussed this behind closed doors about that when you have some things that you're not thrilled about with right now that you know you're paying but your, you know what I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't get through those things. So here I am, good husband, good father. I made it. It only took me about 28 years. So, yeah, exactly. I didn't peak in high school, at least. So that's yeah, the no, one thing I can hang my hat on. But that's what I like about this guy because, you know, I have learned about an honest hard day's work and, and you know, trying to grind through this, you know, and, and we talked about this on the last show, uh, and I don't want to beat a dead horse when it comes to this, but it's the truth. Like, I have a, a big appreciation for a guy that's going to show up to the locker room in his work uniform with that knife in his pocket, like Ryan Poles reference. And obviously that made a big impression on Ryan. And, and one of the reasons why he drafted this guy saying that, you know, football is, he, he was working for a living and football was recessed to him. So I, yeah, I definitely want to hear a little more about this story of this guy coming in with his work uniform on these other guys. That probably wasn't the case. And here comes this guy, you know, hard hat lunch pail, and I got a lot of respect for that. It just shows how determined he was to make it. I don't probably think he had any aspirations to get to the NFL. And this is just a guy that put his head down and kept working. And he sounds like he's a mama's boy too. And I'm a mama's boy. So, you know, I got a lot of respect for that. So, uh, you know, I just, I mean, like Nick said, excited to hear about the person. It's a great story. 
and I'm glad Bears fans are already kind of opening their arms to it. Yeah, and and Ryan Poles, you know, uh, I'm not saying this is a pity case because if he couldn't play football, he wouldn't have drafted him. But giving a guy like this a chance is fun. Uh, and I just want to shout out Gumby's in Iowa City, where I did work as a, one of the outstanding delivery drivers. And you would start at five in the evening, and you'd go till five in the morning. The last two hours, you were the worst. You'd be back in the pizza joint, cleaning up all the bins, like folding boxes just doing setting up for the next day it's it's four in the morning you're straight miserable um but you know it 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 did pay at least somewhat well for a, a college dude and uh i also want to shout out the dude whoever managed that building because when i came in there he's like so uh are you cool and i'm like <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. No, don't worry. You guys can smoke all the weed you want in here. No problem. I, I am, I am, I am on board with the pizza delivery at, marijuana at vibe. At least they got, didn't have cigars to pass around. Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you cool? <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm cool. I got you. Are don't you worry. a narc? I'm, 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 I'm not uh, calling up my parents to come out here to Iowa and, and, and bring and bring the police around because everybody in here is high as a kite. No problem. I got you. So I, I don't think our guy Travis was, was doing that. I think he was, he was no. straight down. The I middle mean, getting, getting Kennesaw state is a, is a doctorate school, you know? And uh, it, so, you know, I think his, you know, you know, education background is, is one that's going to take him a long ways when football is over. Mm -hmm. I know in the video we saw with Kennesaw State, he's definitely interested in coaching after that, but even beyond football, I think this guy will be successful in life. Uh, so yeah, no, he wasn't screwing around like, like Braggs. That's for sure. That's that, that, that congratulations. <laughs> you're, you're here today. All right. Uh, we peaked at the division earlier today. I want to do a terrorizing peek at it right now. Um, you know, name your one guy that the Packers or the Lions or the Vikings drafted that you feel borderline terrified about that that guy is going to be an absolute stud. I went at Jameer Gibbs today. Um, I thought they overdrafted Jack Campbell. But when I'm talking about Detroit, I actually am feeling the nerves that they somehow, some way lucked into their quarterback of the future and Hendon Hooker, who made a lot of dudes look good down in Tennessee, man. Not that, you know, Jalen Hyatt wasn't a good wide receiver, um, but the, but if this guy stays healthy, the lions without trading up for it and just sort of falling in their lap, it's, that that's that's my biggest like kind of hanging fruit concern right now. I don't know where you guys come out. A lot of people saying Gibbs, or at least the first two. That's interesting because I'm I'm not as worried about Gibbs, but uh, but our first two guys are. Johnny Rampage uh, has a good comment here. Addison Jefferson are going to be a problem. I think so. You're adding any talented wide receiver with Justin Jefferson now. Now you have to really worry about that whole entire wide receiver core that the Vikings have, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to distribute the football. Maybe he's not, you know, the, the greatest quarterback in the league, but that's another weapon that Minnesota has to their disposal. But I also look, 
I think out of all the drafts, it was a little questionable with Detroit, how they kind of handled the first couple of picks. But I do really like Jack Campbell in the middle of that defense. And maybe he's overdrafted, but I think he's going to be a really good football player, guys. And obviously the Bears have some new backs in the backfield this year, but they're going to be seeing a lot of Jack Campbell. The guy that has the nose for the football will track guys down and will make a bunch of tackles. So uh, Jack Campbell's another guy. Yeah, well, no surprise you're you're looking at Iowa guys. But he was, you know, a big time linebacker. The boy defensive player of the year, right? Two years in a row. Yeah. So right. yep, yep. you know, I mean, he 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 gets production and he's a good player. But no, I Jordan Addison certainly is a concern, but Kirk Cousins only one year left on his deal. True. So, you know, let's see what quarterback they get to throw to these guys after that. That's going to be the question for them. So if we're talking short term, yeah, Jordan Addison's going to be a problem this year. But then after that, who's their quarterback? For the Lions, yeah, they reached for Jameer Gibbs. There's no question about that. But at the same time, this is a, a pretty dynamic athlete and running back and a good check down, you know, break glass in case of emergency, throw it to this guy and he's going to take off and run. I mean, to me, he looks like Alvin Kamara. That's that's Mm -hmm. he does look like that. So, you know, now you've got, you know, a guy in Jared Goff that understands to hit the check down, take what the defense gives you. And you've got this menace in Jameer Gibbs running around that's going to create problems and a good balance from David Montgomery. So they got a one two punch there. I know I give David Montgomery crap, but it's the truth. And then when you talk about, you know, Carm Hendon Hooker being in place, when he comes in as a rookie, he's going to need a check down guy before he understands how to read the field downfield. So Jameer Gibbs is certainly the answer to that question, in my opinion. Seen a lot of love for Brian Branch, who's the top safety in the draft, who also fell to the Lions. Um, and a good point that, uh, you know, look, Jared Goff is you know, barely three years older than Hendon Hooker. But it's, uh, you know, it's the context, contract situation with Goff where, you know, you would think that when his contract is up, the Lions are not going to, at least it gives them a lot more flexibility if they can move along to a rookie quarterback and he's a free agent after the 2024 season. So it's two years of hooker. You're paying him 20 and 21 million right now, and then he's a free agent in 25. That's where, you know, if, if hooker does the right things, maybe Goff gets hurt at some point, he steps in. Now you've got a, a, a you know, a, a rookie guy get making nothing around a team that's at least if the way things go the way Detroit wants it to go, you know, trying to compete for making a very deep playoff run. I know they're the Lions, and I know that doesn't scare people a ton. I I, I got to tell you, the uh, there was so much negative Van Ness around. Maybe I'm just listening to Gary Ross too much, um, or not enough. I don't know, if, but but there was so much Van Ness negativity that. I kind of was sleeping on him, but like doing, looking at the Packers, drafting him and just and going through it. If he hits to his talent level and Nick, I know that you love him. That, that dude could be somebody that bears fans are going to know a whole lot and, and maybe even look at, cause you know, he went 13th and we, you know, took Darnell at 10. Yeah. And you know what? I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. Like I was comfortable with the bears taking him, but right now how Van, Na- Van Ness is, like, I'm comfortable with Darnell Wright taking those one-on-ones with him. He's going to try to win with power. Darnell Wright is a very powerful human being. So unless he starts to develop his game, get some more pass rush moves, like if we're projecting, like, who are we most afraid of? It's not Van Ness right now as a rookie. 
because I feel comfortable with Darnell right in his skill set and mitigating what he's able to do. But down down the road, like, look, I think Van Ness is going to be a good football player for the Green Bay Packers and so you can get the most out of him. So, uh, okay, that's an interesting comp right there. James Hunter, Van Ness to Clay, to Clay Matthews. He's bigger, but and he's going to play more, you know, on the line, hand in the dirt. But I think he can be a disruptive player for that front. But as of the rookie season, feeling good about what Darnell Wright can do to stop him if he's lined up opposite him. Well, that, that'll be fun. Wright versus Van Ness. Let's go Bears Packers. I got it. Before I move on here, Braggs, to my last outstanding after dark neurotic topic of the night. Do you have anything to add to this one? No, I don't. Okay. All right. So hey, that's a first. I don't write it great. down. Yes. I have nothing to say left on the topic. You guys come May 1st, 7.21 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is where I want to go. It was maybe the most interesting comment that that Paul's made to me in his press conference. Like, basically, you know, does Justin Fields have what he needs now to make – so you guys can make a fair assessment? And he said yes that yes we are set up now um and in, in essence taking there's basically no excuses for the quarterback going forward here because we've addressed the offensive line we've addressed the receiver group yes they lost david montgomery but we went out and uh dante foreman and we, and we also got him you we got your roshan in the draft there's 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 literally players all over the field we've even we even paid for some uh, your insurance things that people get hurt in equanimous and 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 Dante. Robert Tunyon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and we went out and got you another tight end, Robert Tunyon. So, I mean, are we Bears after dark chat? Nick Braggs, are we in agreement with polls that if Fields, as we look at it on this May first, if Fields does not have that year three that we're all looking for, it's on him and not on what's around him. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think so. Um, you're looking. You're in the second year with Luke Getzey, so he already has familiarity going into this season. You do have your number one. Your line is a lot more. Look, no offensive line is going to be perfect, but you. I think Justin Fields can stay upright with the guys that they have. We we got to see how Braxton Jones does in year two. But I liked what I saw. I saw enough in year one to at least want to see that happen again, which it's going to happen. Then you kind of solidify. You solidified that line. And now you have some running backs and you have a bunch of wide receivers. Like they're four and five where they're one and two or two or three last year. This is Justin Fields time to shine Mark and Greg, where if he doesn't, you do have those two first round draft picks, but this is his opportunity. Like um, you look at the familiarity with the offense, the number one wide receiver in a better line. He's got a ball out. And I, I agree. And he did say like on paper and obviously you got to see how everything meshes, but yeah, this is his year, and I think he did do enough to give him enough talent and linemen and wide receiver and just weapons in general to see enough out of him. There's no question. They have all the pieces in place. They have depth at the running back position. You can argue they now have depth at the wide receiver position. It's certainly a room that's filling out. They have you know, a tight end room that's solid. The offensive line, you know, they still have to come together. And mm-hmm. I think depth is an issue still there that I don't know if they'll be able to, they're not going to be able to address this year, but it's there. And T3 uh, podcast, you know, he puts JF one as a star. What are we evaluating? And that's true. He is a star. 
I mean, what he showed last year is superstar potential, but there's no question he's got, he wants to put up passing numbers. He's got to do it. And if you believe he's a star and I believe he's a star, then you shouldn't be worried about it. You shouldn't even get defensive when people ask the question because you know he's going to do it. And I feel like I know he's going to do it. And Nick brought up a good point when it comes to the other excuse that's kind of eliminated is that Luke Getze, you could say last year, well, it's the first year of the offense. They're getting to know each other. But that does cut both ways because the I guess the one excuse you could slide in there if things aren't going well is Luke Getze doesn't know what he's doing. We've been down this road when off when coaches aren't getting the most out of their players, especially offensively, uh, cough, cough, Matt, Matt Nagy. So is Luke Getze, has Luke Getze learned what he wants to do to get the most out of his offense? Because I felt like they were moving the ball and then it would stall in the red zone. And it's easy to blame Dante Pettis and, and equity, you know, and the lack of receivers and, and no offensive line. Now this year they got to score. They got to get mm-hmm. in the red zone. They got to score the football and you can't lean on Justin Fields to make 140 yards rushing a game to get you down the field. You got to do it through the air so you can sit. Justin Fields ran out of gas and eventually got hurt because of that. So that's going to be big on Luke Getze as much as it is on Justin Fields to get this offense productive. I think it's a great point there. And, and I don't, you know, I, I, I think the bears absolutely like Luke Getze and they're, they're in the middle mm-hmm. of last season, it was terror that he was going to leave us. And because the offense was unlocked, um, so and I and I believe I believe in Getsy, I believe in Fields, but I think there is a combo there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he he's still going to be a second year offensive coordinator in the league. And there were moments last year where you're like you're you're definitely scratching your head. And they had opportunities where they could have been a little bit more risky as far as developing fields, like third and whatever, third and five, third and six, and they're running it rather than let your quarterback that you're developing step back into the pocket and see if he can figure it out. And if he doesn't, who gives a shit? Because you're, you're trying to lose. So, um, well, and you I- saw that in the first five weeks, he refused to pass the ball. He refused to spread it out five wide. He refused. He was, everything was conventional. It'd be third and six and they'd hand the ball off against the Texans. You know, they weren't putting just giving Justin Fields the ball with the chance to win the game. The Minnesota game, too, on a fourth down, they choose to punt on fourth and two. When you got this superstar that can run four yards with his eyes closed, let alone 60 yards. So, you know, but it looked like he turned a corner and was like, okay, this is what I need to do to move the ball. So I think he has an understanding of getting the most out of his players and adjusting on the fly. I have trust in that, but they still have to figure out the passing game. It's just a fact. It's fun to start to think about what this season's going to look like. I'm getting excited. I'm actually like weirdly fired up for rookie minicamp, which is a, mm-hmm. which, which is an exercise in literally of rookies looking at the syllabus. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's what this Friday and Saturday is going to be, which by the way, we'll be out there both Friday and Saturday. Nick's going to be there. I believe both days. Um, and although we're not planning on doing a show on, uh, on Saturday, but I'll be, hiding in, I'll be hiding in the woods. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> the top of the tree i'm kidding i'm kidding not in the woods well, i think you should come on out if you want to come on out let's be you know, have a party you know you know that train that whizzes by mm-hmm. yep. on the train. you'll be on the top of the train <laughs> 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 maybe 
whatever you could you could be uh you could go straight fan which you lean into and just be the guy that's getting autographs as they're pulling out of there you could get the first ever travis bell <laughs> autograph on that on the on the grass island we shouldn't even be suggest because i think the bears know i would do these things so i'm not trying to scare them because i will <laughs> not they love you the bears believe in your talents i've talked to, i've talked to okay fine i haven't let's let's leave it alone uh all right, we're. I'm being told that we are uh, hard out, hard out hard, for Steven. Hard out for Steven because there's baseball going on and we're busier here at CHGO, so it's a little bit of a truncated. We normally go about 7:45, so it's, it's a little bit of a truncated after dark. We're back tomorrow at noon. Brian Bohannon, head coach Kennesaw State, is going to be with us, so we'll have some Travis Bell conversation. Eric Edholm's going to be on the show on Wednesday. He's got all the draft grades. Looking forward to that. The Chicago Audible. Uh, with with the Bears brothers, uh, Will and Nick is going on Thursday, and then after the mini camp on Friday, uh, we'll be on. So a little bit of a later time on Friday, uh, you know, Nick and myself and Beachfront Property slash, uh, uh, what'd you call High, them? Penthouse? Penthouse. High rise. Yeah. Yes, penthouse. Yes. Yes. Um, so, any rate, shorter show, but still a lot of fun tonight. I. A great, great interaction from the chat tonight. You guys had mm-hmm. thoughts on all yep. this stuff, which of course I knew you would. Uh, Nick, I'm coming over. Uh, let's play some ping pong. I, I need an activity tonight. I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying oh. to get myself. I don't have a ping pong table here at the apartment. I'll, I'll just, right. We'll play tomorrow at the studio. All right, tomorrow at the studio it is. You don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> Are you in on Wednesday? There, I'll be there. I'll be there Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, speaking of, and we got to go, but Lane Tech, Carmen Nice, playoffs, trying to go for back-to-back city titles. They played 4.30 on Wednesday. I'm assuming you're sticking around, Braggs, and you're coming to that game with me. Wednesday? Yeah. We'll see. We'll talk about you it. You talk to Jenny, and you tell her that you're me. you're supporting Carmen and the Carmen family, and you're going to watch some girls' soccer because it's awesome at Lane Tech. Let's go, Lane. Back-to-back city champs. Here we come. Grace Carmen on her way to dominating the old soccer world. All right, on that note, everybody have a great night.